Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right, it's Everybody's Friend, the Comic Web Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. We also offer two other podcasts. We have a Superman Old Time Radio Program podcast and a video podcast of the old movie serials. Just go to our website for information on how to download the podcast or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. The Comic Web sells all the old-time radio programs featured in our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episode. This week is our Christmas special podcast, and the episode we have is from Duffy's Tavern. The episode is called The Cast Does a Christmas Carol. It's Friday night, so we take you now to Duffy's Tavern, starring Archie himself, Ed Gardner. Duffy's Tavern is brought to you by Bristol Myers, makers of Vitalis and Minute Rub, two products that will pay you to remember. Minute Rub, modern chest rub, Vitalis for well-groomed hair. Minute Rub, Vitalis. Hello, Duffy's Tavern. What do you leave me to eat? Archie, the man just speaking. Duffy ain't here. Hello, Duffy. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, by the way, we got two more Christmas cards tonight. Well, one from uh, Colucci, the fruit peddler. Yeah, very pretty card, too. It's got his coat of arms. Two crossed bananas with a tomato rampant in the background. <laughs> yeah, and the other one's from Cavendish, the undertaker. Yeah, it says, wishing you a joyous and merry Christmas and a short but happy New Year. <laughs> P.S. Drop in and see our new Christmas wrappings. <laughs> Yeah, you ought to be here, Duffy. Already the joint is reeking with Christmassy odor. Yeah, we're even putting on a show tonight, the Christmas Carol. What's an old play by Charles Dickens? Dickens. As in, go to D. Yeah, yeah well, guy's a very famous writer, Duffy. He wrote uh, David Copperfield, the uh, Picnic Papers. Uh... <laughs> I don't know one about the dame, you know. Uh, uh, Oliver's Twist. <laughs> Look, Duffy, I'm busy now I gotta rewrite the Christmas carol Yeah, well, I gotta fix it up, you know Some of the grammar is a little old-fashioned <laughs> I'll call you back, Duffy Merry Christmas Okay Hey, Eddie uh, Yes, yeah, sir Look, it's Christmas uh, Why don't you say we kind of infest the joint with a little Christmas flavor? Leave us put some mistletoes around and some holly wreaths, huh? Oh, we've practically got a holly wreath already. The customers at the bar is turning red, and the ones that just finished eating are turning green. <laughs> Eddie, will you cut out the whiz me? I'm serious. Now, what could we do to make the joint a little more Christmassy? Uh, we could get a nice snow effect by whitewashing the sawdust. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Sure, and I could trot around under the table with a little cask of brandy tied around my neck. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cute, like one of them St. Bernstein dogs. <laughs> yeah, good old Christmas, sir. By the way, I wonder what uh, Duffy is going to give us for Christmas this year. Yeah, I wonder. Hey, you know, I kind of got my heart set on the Hope Diamond. <laughs> you hope, you hope, you hope. <laughs> What'd he give you in last year again? A uh, monogrammed dustpan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. It makes a nice set with the monogrammed broom he gave me the year before. <laughs> now, 
look at it. Don't be bitter. After all, Duffy ain't really such a bad guy. No, he ain't such a bad guy. No. 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 Well, so long. This is where I get off. Eddie, you're bitter. Remember that Christmas dinner he gave us last year? The celery and the chestnuts and the cranberries and the cover charge? <laughs> ah, he was kidding. That big whole roast pig with the apple in its mouth? Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, Finnegan, where's the apple? Uh, uh, what apple? Uh, Skip, it's just a little picture you happen to conjure into my mind. Uh, Anyways, Merry Christmas to you, Finnegan. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Arch. Uh, by the way, uh, that brings up a subject. What? Arch, I'd like to ask you a question. What's the question? Well, Arch, promise me you'll tell me the truth. I promise. Okay. Arch, is there a chance to close? <laughs> well, bless your heart, Finnegan. What brought this on? Uh, oh, I was over to Macy's this morning, and on the fifth floor, there was a tall, skinny Santa Claus, and, and I got down to the third floor, and there's a short, fat Santa Claus. Frankly, Arch, I'm beginning to smell a rat. <laughs> Now, tell me, will you? Uh, look, I, I don't want to be no stool pigeon. I, I'd rather you'd ask somebody else. So, well, who am I going to ask, Arch? I oh, asked me little brother Wilford, and he says there ain't no Santa Claus, but what does he know? <laughs> He's only a child. Look, you, you put me in a very bad position. Well, you got to tell me, Arch. I'm old enough to know. <laughs> and I'm going to find out sooner or later anyway. <laughs> Finnegan, please. I'd rather that somebody Oh, else... come on, Arch. You told me about the stork, didn't you? <laughs> Believe me, it, this is important for me. Well, why? Why is it so important? Well, I ain't smart enough to keep a job. I, I can't read. I can't write. I don't like girls. If, if there's no Santa Claus, what have I got to live for? Well... Okay, Finnegan, you asked for it. You no. see, this Santa Claus thing started, uh, well, you see, there's the birds and the bees and the flowers. Yeah. And, Finnegan, turn your eyes the other way, will you? <laughs> That's better. Now you ask me if there's a Santa Claus. So prepare yourself, Finnegan. Go ahead, Arch. I can take it. Finnegan, there is no... Arch! <laughs> No truth to the rumor that there is no Santa Claus. Oh, 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 oh. There is a Santa Claus. Oh, boy, what a load up in me mind. Santa Claus, did you come in? Ah, mm. uh, these are adults. <coughs> Hello? Oh, just a second. Eddie is here. His girlfriend, Sonia Jones. Oh, my. The first official sign of Christmas. <laughs> Hello? Oh, hello, Sonia. And Merry Christmas. Huh? Sure, I love you, sugar. What you doing? Uh, is you alone, baby? <laughs> now, ain't that a man's voice out here? <laughs> or are you listening to the news on the radio? Uh, Sonia, how long has Gable Heater been calling you, honey? <laughs> I'm just suspicious. 
Yeah, baby. I know I'm always in your heart. But, honey, who's that that's always in your apartment? From well, Merry Christmas, honey. Yeah. Uh, by the way, extend the season's greetings to Gable Heater for me. That is bad news tonight. <laughs> Look, Eddie, why do you let that Sonia kick you around like this? What are you, man or your mouse? Pass the cheese. <laughs> Say, Archie. Oh, hello, Miss Duffy. Hey, what's the matter with you today? Why? Well, you look even more battered than usual. <laughs> Gee, Archie, those department stores are terrible. You try to get near a counter and you take your life in your hands. They push you around, tear your sock and step on your toes, gouge your eyes out. Well, uh, what were you trying to buy? Nothing. I was just browsing. <laughs> well, that starts our conversation this evening on a nice idiotic basis. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, incidentally, I hear you're going to put on a Christmas show tonight. Yes. Well, uh, needless to say, you'll want me to sing. On the contrary, equally needless. <laughs> you and that foghorn falsetto. That off-color atura. <laughs> you are not going now to... Now, listen here, you big dope. Look, Miss Duffy, leave us not fight tonight. It's the Christmas season, and I'm in too good a mood. In fact, I'm so happy, I'd like to kiss you. Hmm? Blindfolded, of course. <laughs> Okay, you can sing in the show. Uh, Mr. Melnick. Yeah, I... Look, uh, we're going to need some Christmassy background music for the show tonight. Are you equipped? We're loaded, Jackson. In what way, Phil? <laughs> How are you loaded? <laughs> I got a kid named Robert Maxwell that's murder on this Christmas stuff. A harp player. Harp player, huh? Good idea. Don't be a love it. <laughs> it's his native music. <laughs> Okay, we'll put the kid in the show. Hey, Archie. Yes, Mr. Muller. Uh, can you use me in the Christmas show? Well, yeah, maybe you could announce it. Uh, give me a sample, for instance. What would you say? Well, I don't know. Maybe something like this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Duffy's Tavern takes great pleasure in presenting its Christmas show, starring that famous hair-grooming preparation, Vitalis. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Then I suppose you had in mind a ballet, maybe, where four men with tight, dry scalps dance around a bottle of vitamins <laughs> while the band plays hair, hair, the gang's all hair? Well, no, Archie. The orchestra would play, Here, Here, Vitalis is Almost Here. Very sharp. Pull up your podium and pray continue. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty soon now, Vitalis will be back. Back to keep your dry, unruly hair well-groomed. And without that plaster-down patent leather shine. Yes, pretty soon you'll be able to use Vitalis and the 60-second workout to loosen your tight, dry scalp, route loose dandruff, and help prevent excessive falling hair. Shortages will soon be relieved. And then you'll be able to get original, genuine Vitalis, the hair-grooming preparation that's been the standby of so many men for so long. Okay, Eddie, we're all set. Now, give me that bung starter. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, each year we present our centennial Christmas show. <laughs> That moment has just become ripe. So, I want you all to enjoy the show. Applaud when you like. Be merry. Have laughs. 
In other words, feel free to vent your spleen in any way you wish. <laughs> so without no further ado, leave us on with the show. Carry on, Mr. Miller. Thank you. <laughs> Duffy's Tavern brings you Christmas music. <laughs> Christmas drama. But Santa Claus, suppose my husband comes home and finds you here. <laughs> Christmas humor. Do you think we will have a white Christmas, darling? Well, it will if it don't rain, dear. <laughs> and now on with the show. For our first act this evening, we give you that beloved little entertainer, your waiter and mine, Eddie Green. To know him is to tip him. Take it. <laughs> Better not cry, better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming, coming on down to Harlem Town, oh my, and you've got to find out who's naughty or nice, Santa Claus is coming, with his bag full of jive, Mr. Five by Five, sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows how good you've been. So if you meet him face to face, say, solid old man, give me some skin. He's got no reindeers, ain't got no sled, but he's on his way and he's coming instead on the axis of the preacher at the spider. Thank you very much, Eddie Green. Now, for our next act, we reach into our Christmas grab bag, and what do we pull out? None other than Mr. Robert Maxwell, the world's greatest harvest. Okay, Robert, uh, take us on a Miller side with a reef feet hubcap and send a salad with that old riff-raff sand sack, kid. <laughs> okay, take it away, Robert You gotta give the guy credit. He plays the thing with his bare hands. <laughs> what? Mrs. Duffy says she would like to have a little more Christmas schmaltz, huh? Okay, boss. <clears throat> Look, Matty, uh, can the uh, kid jive out a little more dig beat with a rip on the schmaltz side? What? Oh, I see him talking to a square. Duffy says he would like something a little more befitting to the occasion of the season. Well, how about White Christmas? Okay, let him chop it away in a gut bucket. (laughs) 
Robert Maxwell, and uh, incidentally, if that thing ever has any little ukuleles, name one after me. <laughs> we now have to continue our cruise down Santa Claus Lane. We next hear from that great singing duet, Clifton Finnegan and Miss Duffy. <laughs> Better known as half a wit and a near miss. <laughs> this is Third Avenue's answer to the atomic bomb. Okay, take it away. Fly that way. Why are you listening? 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 Jeanette McDonald with a half Nelson on Eddie. <laughs> and now, we have a surprise act for you. Mr. Marvin Miller, our genial master of ceremonies, will beleaguer us with a poem. Go right ahead, Mr. Miller. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the nation, people had chest colds and had stuffed up sensations. Just a second. <laughs> I think I can finish that for you. With his sleigh full of minute rub, over housetops and spires, came Santa Claus shouting, On, Bristol, on, Myers! <laughs> okay, Mr. Mullen, you may now lapse into prose, if you please. <laughs> well, just to say that minute rub, a really modern chest rub, is wonderful to help relieve that uncomfortable cold misery. All you do is rub minute rub on your throat, chest, and back, and in a minute, Minute Rub gets to work and starts to relieve that clogged up feeling in the nose and throat. Starts to bring a feeling of warmth to those tight, sore chest muscles. And because Minute Rub is greaseless and stainless, it can't stain clothes or bed linens. So get a jar of Minute Rub and get relief from annoying cold misery the modern way. The greaseless, stainless Minute Rub way. Okay, Mr. Miller, you may now announce the big piece of resistance. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we now present The Christmas Carol, written by the Dickens boys, Charles and Archie. <laughs> As our scene opens, we find Ebenezer Scrooge, played by Archie, preparing to go to bed in his miserable little room on Piccadilly Square. <laughs> All England is a grog with Yuletime spirit. But for miserable old Ebenezer Scrooge, there is no Christmas. At the moment, we find him in an ugly mood, writing in his diary. Dear diary, had a pleasant day today. Bankrupted three widows, 
foreclosed 12 mortgages and drove nine families out into the snow. Barefooty, of course. <laughs> oh, Mr. Scrooge, sire. Oh, it is my butler, Godfrey. What do you want, my man Godfrey? It's getting mighty cold, and yet do you think we can afford to throw another twig on the fire? <laughs> Heavens to Betsy, man, you threw one on last Friday. Do you think these twigs grow on trees? <laughs> But it's getting cold in here. There's icicles on the window. So what? Ain't you never seen icicles on a window before? Not on the inside, side. <laughs> oh, before I forget, the widow Scratchit called this morning. Uh, Scratchit, Scratchit. Is uh, she the widow of Willie Scratchit? I mean, Willie Scratchit? <laughs> yes. You, you work to death squeezing limes in your lime house. <laughs> she says she says you promised to pay her a pension of two pence a week. Well, get rid of it, Godfrey. If I have to go around paying two pence a week to every widow in Wessex, I wouldn't have a pair of pence to me name. <laughs> Besides, it ain't my fault that that husband of hers didn't save nothing out of what I gave him every week. But, sire, how much can one save out of ten lashes a week? <laughs> ah, bah, humbug. But the widow's downstairs starving, sire. Can't we at least give her a piece of bread? Oh, leave her starve. And poor people is all alike. Greedy, huh, boss? Yeah. <laughs> give them bread today, and tomorrow they're back asking for water. <laughs> But, sire, this is Christmas. Christmas. How I hate it. Christmas trees, presents, happy people, goodwill. I hate Christmas. But why do you feel this way, sire? I'll tell you why, Knave. Because <laughs> I am a black-hearted, tight-fisted, bitter, stingy old skin flint. Oh, Duffy, not you, mate. <laughs> Was I? Oh, yes, Godfrey. I think I shall hie me hence to bed. Mm. Very good, Sour. That's Sire. <laughs> yes, Godfrey. I've done a hard day's dirty work today. It'll feel good to crawl in between them nice, clean sheets of newspaper. <laughs> well, good night, my man Godfrey. Good night, Sire. Don't forget to blow out the twig. <laughs> yes, Sire. Not so hard, you fool. That twig's got to last us all day tomorrow. Sorry, sire. <sighs> now to close one eye and get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, got a big day tomorrow. Got to sprinkle banana peels on the front steps of the old lady's home. <laughs> Get them chimes made softer. No sense in letting the neighbors hear the time for nothing. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Wake up. Who's calling me? Who are you? I am the spirit of Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Bah, bah, humbug. 
I have come to show you the suffering that your stinginess is causing. I'm going to take you to the house of the widow Scratchit. The next voice you hear will be that of the widow Scratchit herself. Oh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Uh, coming, mother. <laughs> Tim, the flies are coming in, and we haven't got enough to eat ourselves. Mommy, I am weak with hunger. I know it, my poor boy. Ain't we got nothing in the house? Even a custard swieback? Not even a herring. Tim, land sakes, this floor is cold. Where are your shoes? Come on, son, speak up. Where are your shoes? Tim. Stop picking that leather out of your teeth and tell me, where are your shoes? <laughs> oh, Tim. Tim, you didn't eat them. Uh, of course I did, Mama. I am only a little tot. My body must have nourishment. Mama, why is Ebenezer Scrooge so wicked? Oh, he isn't really wicked, son. He's just socially maladjusted. <laughs> he hates to part with a buck. Oh, yeah? Well, I still say it's wicked of him to starve a little boy like me to death. Did you hear that, Ebenezer Scrooge? You have caused all this suffering with your stinginess. Spirit, you've got me dead to rights. All of a sudden, I behold how low I have sank. Well, Ebenezer, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to give 50,000 pounds to Tiny Tim and Mrs. Scratchit. And the rest of my money, I will give to nothing but orphan asylums. Every one of them. From Essex to Wessex. From Wessex to Sussex. And as far north as Norsex. <laughs> and I want to thank you, Spirit of Christmas. You have lighted up the way for me. You have learned me that it is better to give than to receive. Hello? Mrs. Duffy? Huh? Uh, he's over in the corner crying like a baby? Oh, get him over to the phone. We'll, we'll try to cheer him up. Come on, let's, let's see. sing him a song, huh? Yeah. Hello? Hello, Duffy. Uh, look, stop crying, will you? Uh, well, I know, and we love you, too, but Christmas ain't supposed to be sad. Duffy, cheer up. It's, it's, it's Christmas is supposed to be gay. It's holly wreaths and Santa Claus and Prancer and Dancer and Dunder and Pilsner and... <laughs> Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in one horse open sleigh. Just a second. Hey, does that make you feel better, Duffy? Huh? What a softie. He's crying and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to leave Duffy's Tavern for this evening, but let's meet here again at this same time next Friday night. In the meantime, if you have a cold, remember Minute Rub. And for well-groomed hair, remember Vitalis. Did you know this? The Egyptians of long ago shaved themselves with seashells. Yes, and shell razors must have been mighty hard on a man's face. Of course, even today with the most modern razors, 
Shaving can still be painful for men with tender faces. But now there's Ingram Shaving Cream. That rich Ingram lather helps condition your face for the razor. You enjoy cool, soothing shaves. You better try Ingram yourself. Remember, comfort means coolness. Coolness means Ingram. I-N-G-R-A-M. Ingram, the cooler shaving cream. Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meet to eat. Archie the manager speaking. This was how listeners were greeted by Archie the barman at the beginning of each episode of Duffy's Tavern, one of the best situation comedies on the air from 1941 to 1951. Duffy's Tavern was the brainchild of writer-actor Ed Gardner. Prior to 1941, Gardner put together a career as a writer-director on a variety of radio shows, including Believe It or Not, The Rudy Valley Show, Burns and Allen, Good News of 1939, and the Texaco Star Theater. The character of Archie, a typical New York mug, was born with Gardner, unable to find an actor who could deliver just the right kind of Brooklynese for one of his projects, finally took the microphone himself out of frustration. Gardner eventually created the radio series around the character of Archie. The tavern itself was an endearingly squalid New York dive with nothing to recommend it but a cast of hilariously idiosyncratic characters and the schemes and missteps of Archie, the master of the malaprope. Recurring characters included Miss Duffy, the predatory daughter of the tavern owner, voiced by Gardner's then-wife, Shirley Booth. Booth left the show in 1943. She was initially replaced by Florence Halep, then by a series of actresses. Other recurring characters included the perpetually dim Clifton Finnegan, voiced by Charlie Cantor, Eddie the Waiter, voiced by Eddie Green, and Clancy the, Cl- the, Clancy the Cop, played by Alan Reed. Duffy, the, the owner, never appeared. The depth of talent involved with the show extended to the writing staff, which included co-creator Abe Barrows, Larry Gelbart, who later was a writer on the TV show MASH, and Dick Martin of Rowan and Martin fame. The impressive lineup of guest stars who have visited Duffy's Tavern included Fred Allen, Mel Allen, Nigel Bruce, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Boris Karloff, Alan Ladd, Veronica Lake, Peter Laurie, Tony Martin, Marie McDonald, Gene Tierney, Arthur Treacher, Shelley Winters, and many more. And now, kids, it's time for a Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 571228. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. This week, the special episode you get when you decode our message is Lux Radio Theater's It's a Wonderful Life, starring, of course, Jimmy Stewart. The code again is 571228. If you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website. Our email is editor at comicweb.com, and we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else. Thanks for listening, and have a great holiday.